Hi, this is Tim Page from Love Your Leap, and I'm about to get my veg on. Welcome to Vegetarian Zen, a peaceful place for vegetarians, vegans, and the veg curious to share tips for living a healthy lifestyle. Now sit back, relax, and prepare to get your veg on. Hey there, Veg Zeners. Welcome back to Vegetarian Zen. My name is Vicki. And this is Larissa. And we are so excited today to be bringing you our very first interview. Yay! That's my very best Kermit the Frog impression. <laughs> she, her, she's, she is flailing her arms right uh-huh. now, by the way. So our, we, we went, we're really anxious to get into it. So just a little bit of an intro. Uh, Tim is Tim Page is uh, the one of the co-hosts of the Love Your Leap podcast. He is also a really super cool guy because as you have probably recognized his voice from our intro, he was our, he became the voice of our introduction back in episode 10, was very generous with his time in creating that for us. He even added the little carrot side He's effect. the crunchy carrot guy. Effect. Yeah, he's the crunchy carrot guy. Yeah. You know, we should have asked him, did he... You were wondering you if you actually, actually did a carrot. We'll have to ask him. We'll see it. We're going to yeah. see him in a week and a half or so in, in Vegas. So we'll ask him if he actually crunched a carrot. But yeah. Yeah. And so he is um, also a fellow vegetarian, as you're about to hear from this interview. His wife is a vegetarian and they just had a son who mm-hmm. and we do ask him about how they plan to raise a son. Right. Vegetarian. Right. So if, if anybody out there who listens with with kids, um, any parents, you know, listen up because he does. We do address that. So. Okay, without further ado, let's get into the interview. All right. Hey, Tim, thank you so much for agreeing to be our very first guest on the Vegetarian Zen podcast. Ooh, you... I'm honored. Yeah, oh, we yeah, are welcome. stoked. Uh, so why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself and tell the Veg Zen community a little bit about what you do and uh, what you're up to right now. Cool. Yeah. So um, I'm I'm just I'm just a married, you know, newly newly fathered man. I have I have a new baby, and that's uh, that's my whole world right now. But not I guess not too exciting for most people. Uh, that's kind of what a lot of people have. But I, I um I'm a podcaster professionally. I I produce a podcast for a company called Lead Pages, which a lot of people in the internet space or or the the online business space are familiar with. They basically help companies generate leads and sales and stuff. Um, and so I, I am starting a podcast for them, but I've been in podcasting for a long time. I do voiceover work and, um, a lot of people have grown to know me through my podcast that I do with a a guy named John Lee Dumas. We have a podcast called love your leap and it's about how to basically overcome the mental game of entrepreneurship, which is the most important part. So that's me. That guy does you guys. Well, first of all, you guys produce that weekly, right? That shows yeah, that's weekly that's show. weekly. Yep. And then he has his own podcast every single day. And I know he batch records them like on Mondays and such, but still that is a lot of work. It is. It's <laughs> unbelievable. The guy has a workout and he he produces his own podcast, which blows my mind. You know, a guy that's, you know, for people that don't know, I mean, he he cleared $100,000 last month in, in income uh, from his podcast and he still edits all of them himself, which to me is insane, <laughs> but uh, but awesome. So that's a lot of work. Awesome. Yeah. Well, uh, thanks for uh, telling us a little bit more about yourself. And um, now, so you live in New York, correct? Yeah, I live in a, a tiny little town in the middle of New York State called Casanova, which nobody's ever heard of. Oh, that's an awesome name. Yeah, Casanova. it's cool. cool. Yeah, we live. It's people like from this, you know, that know this area at all would know like Syracuse, which is you know Syracuse University. Right. Um, that's about twenty five minutes from here. That's where I grew up. 
Right. Okay, cool. Um, and then the other thing that I think is, is really great for us and for having you on here is that you and your wife are both vegetarian. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so I think what we would like, I think what our, our listeners would like um, would be just to kind of hear about your vegetarian journey and um, how that's been for you, how that got started, um, and then how, how you and your wife kind of kind of do that together. So maybe you could tell us a little bit about um, what how you got started as a vegetarian um, or actually as a vegan, uh, because I understand that you were a vegan before you became a vegetarian. Yeah, that's well, kind of. So, I had um, <laughs> we. It's funny because by a lot of people's uh, standards, I've been vegetarian or vegan for a long time. But to me, it doesn't seem like that long. Um, it was about I think eight years ago. I was with uh, a bunch of my friends, and I had a few friends that were vegan. They were really strong animal rights activists, really cool people. And you know, I don't see them as much today because they moved across the country, but. You know, just just super cool people that have done amazing things. I mean, some of these guys, uh, one of them was uh, Sea Shepherd. You know, they did mm-hmm. the Whale Wars thing. Right. And a, a bunch of them, you know, they just did really strong, really cool animal rights activism stuff. And we would have these, um, you know, I've always been a big nerd my entire life. And so we would we would have these little like halo parties, uh-huh. um, you know, like so everybody would bring a TV and an Xbox and we would, you know, set up our little uh, our tube TVs and just play Xbox and in the middle of that, you know, it would always be two of the vegan guys would get up and cook. And rather than make, you know, a vegan meal and, you know, a meat meal, they would just make a vegan meal and everybody would eat it. And it was like every week I was going, man, this is really good food. Like, I feel like I could probably do this. This would be good. And I watched this movie. Um, have, have either of you ever seen Supersize Me? Yes. yes. Okay. Yeah. So, and it's, it doesn't have a strong anti-meat message or strong pro-vegetarian message, but Alex is in it and she was vegan when, you know, when they made the movie. And, um, and so I was like, you know what? Like, I don't want to be like that. I don't want to, I don't want to eat that kind of food. I don't want to put a bunch of unhealthy stuff. So here's the easiest thing for me. Why don't I try being vegetarian for like a week? Mm -hmm. I'll just, just one week I'll be a vegetarian and that's it. And maybe I'll like it and maybe I'll stick with it. Maybe I won't. And after like a day, I was like, yep, I'm vegetarian. This is easy. I can do this. The food's awesome. I don't even care. Um, and that's how I got started. I did that for about six months and uh, this was about six months before Thanksgiving. And so Thanksgiving rolls around. And the day before Thanksgiving, I said, you know what? Maybe I'm going to try veganism for a week. Yes, I decided this the day before Thanksgiving. That's brilliant, right? <laughs> um, so I, I did that. And I said, you know, I'm going to try it for a week. And the same thing happened. I got through Thanksgiving. I got to the end of Thanksgiving. I said, you know, what? if I can get through Thanksgiving, I can just stay this way. So I was vegan for... Mm, Long time. I, I'm gonna say I'll say I was vegan for about seven years, and and then uh, I switched back to vegetarian and have been a vegetarian ever since. Great, great. Well, that's awesome, and I mean, kudos to you for doing that. You know, we we kind of did the same thing. We went um, well, cold tur- turkey, cold tofurkey, or whatever <laughs> <laughs> you know, I hate to say cold turkey, but um, we did that. I mean, we in January of last year, we you know watched a couple documentaries and. Um, after that, we kind of looked at each other and said, uh-uh, no more. It was just one day, we, I, that one, right after that second documentary, I said, that's it. So was it more f- than f- for the animal rights or just kind of like you were already leaning that way and then you realized how easy it was and then just thought, hey, I can do this? Well, it started out that my friends had been, you know, they had shown me all the videos and I'd watched all the videos and I remember going like, ah, oh, this sucks. But I had all the typical doubts that everybody has. 
you know, like I thought about my family and I'm like, well, I grew up, I grew up hunting. I've never killed anything, but you know, I sat in that friggin' tree stand and waited for a deer to go by so I could blow its head off, you know? Right. And, and that's what my family does. And, and to this day, you know, I'll honestly say, and we'll probably get into this more. I don't have any problem with hunting. I think of all of the practices, it's, it's the most humane, but that's, I guess, another story. And, and a lot of people disagree with me. And, and I understand that. But anyway, um, my, you know, my whole family hunts and I'm like, oh, what are they going to think of me? And, you know, I've got these, these great supportive friends that would support me, but it's just a lot of stuff. And um, so, yeah, I mean, it started out, I guess I thought about animal rights and then I watched the movie and it became about health and it was easier for me to focus on the health aspect than it was for me to focus on the animal rights thing because, to go to my family and say, you know, I'm, I'm vegetarian now. And, uh, you know, it's because I don't support killing animals. I don't support that stuff. I think that's wrong. That would have been really hard. But for me to say, you know, I'm going vegetarian because I want to be healthier and I want to live a healthier life. Um, I guess, I guess in all fairness, I kind of pushed out. That's, I went like, (laughs) I'm going to go the easy way and, and tell my family it's for health. And so I got really strong into the health aspects of it. Yeah, it, it's funny because, you know, it's kind of like coming out a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's, that's exactly what it felt like. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, not yeah. that I, I would know what that feels like exactly, but just the same concept. I was like, yeah. God, I have to tell them this thing that's totally against what they've always known and what they've always felt and, and is entirely foreign to my family. And, and um, yeah, it was, right. was kind of scary. And, and, you know, people have really strong feelings about it. I mean, you'd, you'd be oh my surprised. God. You wouldn't think. But, I mean, people are really, even if they're not um, hunters or just, if they just, you know, eat meat. I mean, some people just have such strong feelings. Yeah, I get lectured on protein quite a bit. <laughs> me too. Yeah. yeah, me too. And and then it and I'm I'm like it's easy to just throw you know anyway if you if you've been vegetarian for more than a month that's like the easiest argument to overcome. And I think you know this is my honest opinion. I could be wrong, but I think most people the reason why most people do that, why they kind of like why they they're so defensive when you tell them that you're vegetarian is they almost feel like you you know like they're not good like they they feel like you're telling them that they're morally wrong because you don't eat meat right even if you don't feel that way i mean a right. lot of vegetarians don't feel that it's morally wrong to eat meat they just personally don't like i would never push my beliefs on somebody else if they asked me i'd explain it but you know i don't push it upon other people i just tell them here here's this is what i this is what i do this is why i do it and uh, and so, but I think people automatically assume that if you're vegetarian, you think people that eat meat are jerks, and exactly. it's just not the case. Exactly. And we we had an episode on um, vegetarian myths, and that was one of them: is that all vegetarians or vegans want to make all everybody else vegetarian and vegan. And while I agree with you, I'll certainly engage in that conversation if somebody wants to engage in it. But I don't really go out, you know, and with my friends who are eating meat and lecture them necessarily on that. You know, I don't, right. unless don't they go start door to door and, you know, knock right. doors and yeah. say, Hey, you know, would you like to become a vegan? I mean, it's, yeah, you know, it's not, we're not, we're not that way. Yeah. And you know, one of the things though we've said is that I still respect those groups. I mean, like, you know, PETA, some people have problems with them because they think they're real extreme and, and some of their tactics can be somewhat extreme, but I think every, I think the thing is, is that we're, what it's important to understand is that we're still trying to get the same message out. It's just about not necessarily being in everybody's face all the time about it, because not everybody's going to hear that message. They're just going to turn you off. And I think we've been able to get a lot more positive conversation from people when we are willing to have a conversation that doesn't start with you're wrong. I'm right. Here's why. 
Right. You know? Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think that, like, there are a lot of different ways that you can be successful in helping other people go vegetarian. And I've just found that with myself, like, the way that I've had more success is just by people coming to me and saying, you know, why are you vegetarian? Why don't you eat meat? Like, isn't it hard? You know, just asking all the typical questions that people ask. And I just tell them my honest, you know, points of view. I tell them sometimes it's hard. <laughs> it is hard sometimes. And I tell them that. And I think if people are afraid to admit that, people are like, no, vegetarianism is easy and awesome and meat sucks and it tastes like crap, you know, and like screw cheese, you know, it's just, it's one way to go about it and I understand why people do it, but it's just not my thing. But I definitely would agree. I mean, I don't have any problem with PETA or anything like that. I I don't agree with all of their tactics. Uh, I agree with some of them and I've, you know, I used to be in a band, I toured all over the country. And at Warp Tour, PETA had a really strong presence and, and we promoted them because they were doing good things there. But, you know, and there's other great organizations like Action for Animals and, and just great people that are really militant that get stuff done. And sometimes that's what it takes. But I just found that I think for the average person, I think, you know, kind of a passive uh, of way of going about it is is kind of the way to go. Right. Yeah, and I should caveat what I said when you said it is it, it is hard or it can be hard. And just to say, when I said it is, what I meant was at times it can be because you do have to plan ahead sometimes. So, for example, like right now we have holiday parties. I have to really make sure I'm paying attention to you know, when people are bringing potlucks and stuff, what they're, and asking the question, you know, I'm the person that asks what's in that yep. kind of thing. Yep. And so, and then always, I even bring a backup lunch just in case there's nothing that I can have. And, and as I mentioned to you, and I was going to ask you a little bit about this living in New York, if it's, uh, if you find that you have a pretty good variety of things there, I go here in Texas, surprisingly, we really do have a pretty good variety. There are some things obviously like barbecue, places and such that you're pretty much stuck with potato salad but um outside of that i mean it's really not not that difficult it just just take a little bit more pre-planning yeah i think it's it's way easier now than it was eight years ago and and you know i know people that have been vegan for like 25 years and i go look what must it have been like 25 years ago (laughs) you know And they're like, well, you know, we did have one veggie burger and it tasted like the rubber from your shoe. Um, But yeah, I think it's, you know, it's way easier to be vegetarian now. Every grocery store has veggie burgers and chicken patties and, you know, at least a few options. Most have tofurkey somewhere and... And, you know, even Walmart carries that stuff now. Like, they, they don't carry Tofurky, but they have some, some random brands. I think they have Light Life. Uh, they have, like, ham and bologna, which is not my favorite, but it's it's something, you know. And they have either Morningstar or Boca. I think it's Morningstar. You know, so there's a ton of options. And here in New York, yeah, it's great. There's a ton of stuff. Most restaurants carry, you know, uh, they, they carry some kind of veggie burger. That's kind of the go-to, which is a little annoying. But they have they have stuff, you know, they have things that you can eat, even for vegans. I mean, I toured all over the country and, and I found that most places we went, you could find some vegan stuff. You just had to be kind of creative. And that's what I think a lot of vegetarianism comes down to is if you can be creative, you'll be okay. Even if you're stuck eating crappy, disgusting fast food, you know, there's still like I used to eat. I don't know if, if either of you ever did this. I used to do like a, 
I'd order like a burger sans the meat and cheese and then I'd just put like a bunch of french fries on with lettuce and pickles and ketchup and stuff <laughs> and that was my my quote unquote burger. It's so gross but you know, if you're in a pinch. <laughs> you haven't tried That's that awesome. one. You know what? Uh, I'm going to I'm going to stray a little bit off topic because I cannot let the musician and me cannot let this go undiscussed. <laughs> so, tell us a little bit about your band. I know when I listened to the awesome and then awesome clarity podcast, you um, mentioned them but why don't you uh, talk a, just a little bit about that. Sure. Yeah. I mean, this was my my biggest thing. It's it's almost what led me to do what I do now. But I uh, right out of college, I got into a band and we started. You know, we started hustling. We were called Honor Bright, and we we were kind of like pop punk music. You know, we really appealed to fourteen to seventeen year old girls for the most part. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, we we loved what we played. You know, I've I've always loved bands like Blink One Eighty Two and Green Day and stuff like that. And we uh, we started playing. We we went on tour after two months of being a band, which is really fast. And spent pretty much we spent probably five to six years of our of our career just touring all over the country. We played uh, we played at the Vans Warp Tour for I think three years in a row. We played a festival in New Jersey called Bamboozle. Oh, you you know you're Texas women, so you know you know of uh, uh, South by Southwest, of course. Absolutely. Yeah, we played at the incredible Emos. Um, at South by Southwest, we played this awesome showcase. It was packed. You couldn't even move. It was so much fun. Um, and I think probably the most interesting thing about uh, our career, you know, we were signed and all that, but the probably still the thing that people think most about is we performed on, uh, on TRL when that was still a show on MTV. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was, you know, it was after Carson Daly, unfortunately, but it, it had, uh, you know, it was still kind of fun. And they did this segment that was like, they called it locals only. It was like local bands. Um, getting a spot, a shot light and, and or a spotlight on there. And so we played an acoustic song for like uh, 60 seconds. They let us play and they did like a short interview. And it's cool because one of the guys that was on that that episode of TRL um, was a performer called Never Shout Never. And this was like, nobody knew who he was at the time. And he was just this one little, you know, it was like a 16 year old or 17 year old kid with like the long hair swooped over his face and little acoustic guitar. And he's just playing this cute little song. And like six months later, he had sold a million copies of his record and blew up. He was headlining Warp Tour. And we ran into him one day and it was really funny because we never got big. You know, we just, we toured and we had fun and he blew up and we ran into him probably a year or two after that. And he came to one of our shows because he was best friends with the the headliner for our show. And he comes up to us and he goes, hey, aren't you guys Honor Bright? And we're like, yeah, man, how you been? He's like, dude, so cool. Like, it was so fun doing TRL, right? And we're like, yeah. And he goes, isn't it amazing how much has changed since then? And we just like, we just like couldn't keep a straight face. We were all laughing. We're like, yeah, man, like you're a huge you know, famous musician, we're still doing the same crap. So that's, that's crazy. <laughs> it was so much fun, but yeah, I mean, that led that's me to, awesome. that led me to internet entrepreneurship, I think, because I couldn't go back to like a crappy job. I had to go do what I was passionate about. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm assuming that you were, that's where a lot of the burger, the meatless burgers with fries came in on the road. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. We, we, <laughs> I tell this story a lot too, cause this is, this is a reality for a lot of people like that that struggle with vegetarianism. They don't know what to do. They don't know how to eat healthy. Um, I was vegan the entire time I was in Honor Bright, and we had a, we had a per diem. So like we all lived. Each one of us got five dollars every day. That's all we had to eat on. So if the venue didn't 
like first off most venues would get you a pizza so we were screwed because we had two vegans in the band we couldn't eat the pizza we would call the venues ahead of time and say could you get a pizza with no cheese on it and make sure there's no parmesan in the sauce like that's such a pain in the butt but we did that and then on our five dollars per day we uh we could that's a whole day so how do you eat on five dollars a day so we would eat taco bell like three meals a day because we would just get like a bean burrito with no cheese and add uh, you know, just random stuff. Like we would just add like the guacamole or whatever, which they didn't even have for the first couple of years. So yeah, ugh, we lived on ugh, wow. we lived on such <laughs> gross stuff. So I guess your your pizza with no um no your your special pizza. Uh, I guess that's like the uh, no brown M and M's. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's the vegan version of no brown M and M's. Yeah. Oh my god, it was yeah, it was a pain. We got to be a pain in the butt, and and we were such a small band. So we really like we didn't have any pull. So we'd be like, "Could you get like a pizza for us that like didn't have cheese or, or parmesan?" They'd be like, "Yeah," and we'd show up and they'd have like a pizza with double cheese. They'd oh. be like, "You said you could just take the cheese off, right?" And we're like, "We never said that," you know. But this it it's okay, you know. It was a really cool. It really reaffirmed that you know we really believed in what we were doing because you know we we did have to live like that. We had you know we used to eat. Uh, I remember the singer who was the other vegan. Um, we would. All the time we would stop at Walmart and we would have, you know, we'd buy a loaf of bread for a buck fifty or something. And then we'd buy uh we could we couldn't buy peanut butter and jelly because jelly has to be refrigerated. Um so we would buy what's that stuff called? Oh, I can't think of it. The peanut butter and jelly that's mixed together. Goober. Oh, yeah. Goober grape. Yeah. <laughs> we would buy goober grape and that doesn't need to be refrigerated, which just goes to show you how gross it is. And we would make and then we'd buy like a banana so that we got something that had nutritional value and we'd eat like a, a goober grape sandwich with bananas and we'd do that like every day. And it was just it was it was disgusting, but you know, now of course I, I've been able to do that and, and now, you know, we eat better and I've learned to cook and you know, make good, <laughs> good vegetarian and vegan meals. Well, it builds character and you have an iron stomach now because yeah, of that. exactly. You yeah. always got to be careful of that food that will, that has a longer lifespan than you. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know it's the worst. That's, that's exactly it. I, I have a lot of discussions with my father-in-law about that. He's definitely, he's the opposite of vegetarian, but he, uh, he, he eats, you know, natural. He, he hunts all of his own meat. He doesn't buy store-bought stuff. And he has a garden where he grows all of his own veggies, which is awesome. Nice. And we have that discussion a lot. He's like, why should you eat stuff that, like, that you don't know what the ingredients are? It's not made in nature. And, and I kind of agree with that. You know, I, I eat a lot of natural stuff because it's just so much. It tastes better anyway, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so oh, oh, go ahead. I was going to ask, who does most of the cooking at your house? I do all of it. 100%. Oh. Yeah. Okay. My wife, and, um, she can bake, but uh, I'm much more the, the chef. And so you were saying she's more of a, I think in our pre-conversation yesterday, you were saying that she's more of a fruit lover and you're more of a veggie lover. Is that right? Oh, yeah. Through and through. <laughs> you, she's constantly sitting down with like a cantaloupe or something like that, just eat, eating, you know, spoonfuls of it. So this might sound like a silly question, but are you planning to raise your son vegetarian as well? Yeah. So we have, this is, this I think will be interesting for a lot of people. Our plan is we're going to raise him vegetarian while he doesn't have the ability to make the decision for his, for himself. And then when he's old enough to actually make, you know, food choices, we're going to give him the, the, the possibility he can eat however he wants. We won't supply him meat though. So if, you know, if he wants to go to school and, you know, not bring a lunch or whatever, and he wants to eat school lunches and, and wants to 
eat, you know, whatever their disgusting meat thing is. Um, he mm-hmm. can do that. That's totally up to him. Because uh, we made the decisions, you know, on our own. Um, you know, we had all, all sorts of options presented to us when we were kids, and we made the decisions as adults to become vegetarian, and I think it's the same thing for him. I want him to have that opportunity. That's cool. That's a that's a really good way of looking at it, too. We don't have kids, and, and we're really not planning on having any, but um, I, th- I would imagine that would be the same choice we would make as well just like i mean like kind of like religion and stuff you know yeah that's exactly how we are with religion yeah Yeah. and you know what it's funny we get a lot of pushback on that from from other you know we don't have a ton of vegetarian friends anymore but from you know from a lot of people that i tell what we're planning on doing with him first off like the meat eaters are like well you can't raise him vegetarian that's not healthy for a kid which is like (laughs) come on now um but mcdonald's (laughs) is right right yeah take him get him a burger um but it's the same thing with vegetarians that are kind of like well you know you can't give him you can't you you know you should be showing him videos all the time and you should be teaching him when he's like you know when he's like five you should be showing him videos of of cows getting the you know the thing through their head and i'm like no because first off i have control over what he's going to eat so we'll just you know we're going to feed him what we already have and the things that we already buy and we don't support that industry um but I'm not going to I'm not going to let him see, you know, horrible slaughter and murder and stuff like that until he's old enough and that he can look at that and watch it and make a decision for himself. And that's just how I feel. Now, if somebody else feels that they want to raise their kids and they want to show them that from a young age so that they never want to eat meat. That's awesome. I totally support that for them. It's just we have really, really strong opinions on, on how to raise our kid. And so we're just going for it. Yeah. Right. And I think that's great. And, and, you know, the best thing you can do for your kids is just to teach them and show them by example and, you know, hope that they, that they, um, learn the best ways to do it from, from watching you. Um, and it's so funny, um, well, not funny, but, uh, that you're saying that, um, there's a blog, I don't know if you're familiar with it. It's called a hundred days of real food. And it is, it's phenomenal. Now, she's not the the woman who writes the blog is she's not vegetarian, but she does they do everything at home. They cook all their own things and you might want to check it out. It's really really good and she's she's got a huge following. She's got like 500,000 followers on wow. on Facebook or something like that. And she's been on on the Today show and she's been in magazines and but she's just phenomenal. I love her. That's and she awesome. Talks, yeah, she does everything and she she talks about the same things that you were just talking about with her kids. She's got I think two girls who are school aged, you know, um, elementary school age. And th- she deals with the same issues with um you know when they go to to parties at school or at somebody's birthday at school and and so she writes she actually writes blog posts um that discuss some of those topics so that might be something that you want to look into and i know that we've recommended her uh her blog on here before too yeah i definitely want to check that out that's that's just right up our alley we're both the same way i always i always tell my wife that she's kind of she's got hippie traits you know because she's just all about what's natural and good and you know we literally if there's a thing that you can do with your kid that's like the most natural way to do it we kind of did that so, yeah, I mean, especially with food, I think that's probably the most important thing. Yeah, no, check it out. I can't think of her name, but um, it's uh, 100 Lisa Days Leak, right? Uh, yes. Yeah, I, I was just looking it up because I have to put... Yep. If I don't put it in my bookmarks, I'll never see it again. So. <laughs> right. Yep, that's her. Yep. Well, Tim, you've, you're being very generous with your time, so and I know it's late in New York, so we won't keep you too much longer, but I just had two more quick questions for you. Sure, no problem. Um, just wanted to ask you, First, do you feel that vegetarianism has helped you, your productivity, in other words, your energy level or your health at all to be able to do all you do? Because you're a very busy guy. 
I think that it probably does. And I know when I'm eating poorly, um, that affects it. And I believe that, you know, most of the time when I ate meat, I ate like crap. So I think that's definitely part of it. And I will say that I notice. I think I notice it less now because it's been such a long time. But I will say definitely when I went vegetarian and then even when I went vegan, which sucks to say now, but um, I noticed that I slept better through the night. And I woke up and I didn't like have that uh, urge to throw the alarm clock across the room (laughs) as much as I used to. I mean, sometimes you always have that, but uh, I just, I did notice a difference in energy levels. I felt like when I, when it was time to sleep, it didn't feel like I was running into a brick wall. It just felt like, you know what? Hey, you need to go to sleep now. Um, the other big thing that I noticed, and this is a a little bit personal, but that's okay. I, uh, I have IBS. Um, mm-hmm. you know, it basically, it's a make, basically makes you feel crappy in your belly all the time. Yeah. 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 Me too. Okay. Me too, so, so, you I, know, yeah. yeah, I get you. <laughs> and, and it's a, it sucks. I mean, it's not like the world's worst thing. I'd rather have it than a lot of things. But, um, when I went vegetarian, I noticed a huge decrease in the amount of IBS flare ups that I had. And when I went yep. vegan, it almost went away. Um, and I think that that's, I can attribute a lot of that to the dairy because dairy is really bad for IBS. Um, yep. And I have noticed, and this is unfortunate, but since I switched back from vegan to vegetarian, I've noticed I've had a lot more IBS flare-ups, which mm-hmm. kind of sucks, but yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's interesting though, and it's good that you can pinpoint that. So, you know, if at any point, you know, it gets really bad again, then, you know, okay, you know, cut out the dairy, go back to being vegan for a while and, and you you should have some relief from that. So that's really good to know. Yeah, definitely. I think that would be the case. Yeah. Okay. And now for our final question, the very important question, what is your favorite vegetable? Oh my God, this is, oh, this is so hard. How do you do this? <laughs> oh man. I, I, there's so many different answers to the question. Just pure. If you could only eat one. Oh my God. <laughs> Again, so many different answers. If I could only eat one for health reasons, it'd be kale because kale is like the best friggin' like nutritional vegetable ever. If I could only eat one for taste ever for the rest of my life, it would probably be cucumbers. I love nice. cucumbers. Now, are you into juicing at all? Yeah, I love juicing. I have a, a, a decent one, but I want the one from that juicing movie, which I can't think of the name of right now. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. Um, it's a rebel. Uh, fat, sick, and, fat sick, and nearly dead. Yes. I wa- that guy's juicer is sick. Yeah, we actually um, are planning on giving one away next month. So I'm signing up for, for that drawing. Pay attention. <laughs> I'm signing for up for that drawing. Anniversary. <laughs> yep. That's awesome. So. Okay, Tim. Well, again, we really appreciate your time. Um, I mentioned this to you several times before, but uh, it's great that we were just so um, touched that you did our intro for us back in episode 10, I think. I was trying to see which one you did it for us back. So we were just in our 10th episode when I was coming home from work and I heard your podcast where you said, I'll give away an (laughs) intro if you email me. And I mean, you emailed me back like the very next morning. I was so stoked. I mean, you know, when you're new, when you're new and starting out, those things really mean a lot. So again, we really want to thank you for that. And then again, for being our very first guest on our show, you're going to be in our history forever. 
Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And you know, when when uh, Vicky got that email that morning, I mean, we were jumping up and down. I was brushing my teeth, and we were like jumping up and down. So we were like super excited. So um, that's awesome. Yeah. And you know, if you guys ever want to have me on again, I'd be happy to be on. I, this is I love talking about this stuff, and I don't get to talk about it very much. So cool. this has been awesome. Awesome. And you're gonna be at the NMX in January. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. All okay. Right. Well, then we definitely gotta. Uh, find you and maybe hook up for some uh, veggie yum yums. Yeah, we gotta find it. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I've been to Vegas before and I've eaten vegan pretty well, so there's some good stuff there. But we'll have to find it around uh, yeah. around the event. We'll reach. We'll research it and find out. Yeah. Right. Thanks <laughs> so much, Tim. Thank you for joining us, Tim. Thank you both. Okay. Take care. Bye bye. Well, there you have it. That was our very first interview with Tim Page of Love Your Leap. We are looking so forward to seeing him at the New Media Expo coming up next month in Las Vegas. We're going to be there. It's like the Super Bowl for bloggers, podcasters, entrepreneurs. entrepreneurs. Yep. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're looking forward to attending. And actually, we should mention here that we were nominated for a podcast award this year. We were floored, right? We were like, what? I was shocked. We got the email and I thought it was spam. (laughs) But uh, we didn't make the final cut. But to whoever did nominate us, thank you. That just that made awesome. our day. Once we realized that it was real. <laughs> we were like, what? No way. Oh, I know. Okay. Um, but thank you so much to whoever did take the time to put our name out there. And hopefully next year we will be bigger and we'll be more in contention for that. So. Yeah, we're looking forward to bringing you guys a lot more interviews. Mm-hmm. We've already talked uh, about a couple of people that we right off at the beginning of the year we're hoping to get uh, on our podcast but uh yeah so we're really looking forward to 2014 i think it will hold a lot for us yeah if you want to learn more about tim page and his podcast love your leap please head out to www.loveyourleap.com you'll see a picture of him with the his co-host john lee dumas who has the entrepreneur on fire podcast which is one of the number one business podcasts out there I love listening to entrepreneur podcasts, not just because of our own business, but because these are like people who fail almost every day. Right. And that's part of the journey. And they're like, they're like happy about it, you know, because they're growing and moving. So I very inspirational, even if you don't have your own business, or maybe you're looking to start something in the future. It's so inspiring just to hear the stories of folks. Entrepreneur on Fire is a great one. And Love Your Leap is another one. Right. So I hope you'll go out and check those out. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Peace out. Bye. Hey, Veg Centers, thanks so much for joining us today. Please be sure to visit our website at www.vegetarianzen.com. You can also find us on Facebook at Facebook forward slash vegetarianzen or on Twitter at vegetarianzen. Until next time, wishing you a happy body and a healthy mind.